Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hello, hello, it's Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 121 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Wonderful to have you here today. I hope you're doing well, having a wonderful day. Today we have a bit of a technical update for you and as our regular listeners of the podcast will know, I try not to keep it too techy here on the podcast. I try not to get, you know, in the weeds with the HR tech talk. However, if you're listening to this as this episode is going live, it is early July 2022, and we have just had some pretty important and significant updates when it comes to both the Fair Work Act and also superannuation here in Australia. So I wanted to bring you this update in a timely manner and just give you some prompters as to what you might like to do if you employ staff in your business, uh, particularly those who are covered by the Fair Work Act. So this won't be a lengthy episode. It is a quick compliance update for you to make sure that you're on track, you're protected, and of course, that you've got everything in place you need to, to make sure your business is not at any risk. So the 1st of July here in Australia spells always a time of review when it comes to our agreements with our team. And this year is certainly no different. I'm going to chat to you in a moment about why this year you definitely want to be paying attention to these changes more than ever. Um, what the actual changes are, I'm going to walk you through them step by step, and I'm going to give you some specific action items that I would love you to go ahead and take to make sure, as I mentioned, your business is protected. So let's get into that. Now, why do you need to pay attention this year more than ever before? And it's interesting. I've been having conversations with business owners um, and managers in organizations over the last few weeks since these changes were announced. And we're all just a little bit over it. (laughs) We're all a little bit over the fact that uh, everything seems to be stumped in the employee's favor, uh, that we've got to, again, be putting our hands in our pockets. But it is really an important year to, to take heed because the changes are not minuscule. I'm going to get into what they are in a moment, but they are significant. We've got layers of changes um, happening with both super and award rates and payments and those kind of things. My goal when I work with you, when I talk to you here on the podcast and I work with you and your businesses is to make sure that your business is protected. And I know sometimes when we talk about HR documents, it can feel a little bit like overkill and there are definitely businesses out there that do not have the same level of documentation that I recommend to my clients. However, I would much rather have you protected by a document that you really need to use than to find yourself in a situation where you don't have that document in place and are at risk. And a few years back, I was working with a business who found this lesson out, unfortunately, the hard way. They had a situation where they were paying their employees above award and they weren't paying an award entitlement, which is known as annual leave loading. Now, if any of you have got employees covered by the award, by any award, you will know that you need to pay them an extra 17.5% whenever they're on annual leave. This is one of my biggest bugbears. I hate this clause. I think it's ridiculous. Who wants to pay people more when they're not there, when they're not productive, when they've got to pay someone else to do their job? It's just insane. It's an old 
sort of leftover thing from previous industrial relations eras. It's from a time when no one took leave. Hello? If you've got a full complement of team right now and you don't have people on holidays, you are in the minority. Uh, I just got off a call, in fact, just this morning at the time of recording this podcast and the owner of the business is off to Italy for six weeks. I've had meetings with staff members from one of my clients' organisations, one, two of their key team out of eight are both in Europe right now on separate holidays. Oh, so jealous. So this little lag of annual leave loading is is from a time when they had to make people take leave because people didn't use to holiday. We're not in that era anymore. And annual leave loading is one of my biggest bugbears. But if you employ staff who are award covered, they need to get this. And the only way around it is to be paying above award and, and I'm going to emphasize and here, to have the right documents in place to protect your business quite often known as an individual flexibility agreement. Now, this client I was mentioning to you, they did pay their staff above award. They did not pay annual leave loading. They considered it to be incorporated in the hourly rate. But nowhere in their documents had they articulated that very specifically. They had been in business more than 10 years. An employee had been with them more than five years who had been generally great. But just before she decided to depart, unfortunately, she turned a little sour not through the business's fault, but it did happen. And she took to fair work the fact that she hadn't been paid annual leave loading throughout her employment and the employer was forced to back pay. Now, I don't want anyone in that situation. So when I talk about the need to have documents and to make sure your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed, it's for these situations. So you don't find yourself like that training business back paying leave loading. And I was reading with interest this morning that just in the last 12 months, the Fair Work inspectors have issued more than half a million dollars to businesses in on-the-spot fines. And that is not even a drop in the ocean in comparison to the fines and the penalties that are handed out in the actual commission when things go through to court. That's purely on-the-spot fines for basic staff like payslips. You've got to remember that one breach from an individual, so you as a general manager, for example, if you're responsible for a breach that is seen as a breach by the Fair Work Commission, the fines are up to $1,000 per breach for an individual and over $6,000 per breach for a corporation. So if you've got 10 employees and this breach applies to all of them, you could be up for 10 grand on your own and the business We're talking well in excess of $60,000. Now, I don't want anyone in that situation. And the emails I've got coming through from Fair Work right now, I get the updates, obviously, it's what I do. Um, Every day, there is a new business being thrown fines in the vicinity of not only tens of thousands, but quite often hundreds of thousands of dollars in addition to their back payment. It's not a situation I want you to fall into. And this year, more than ever, you need to pay attention because the increase is so significant, it can very easily throw off previously well-structured IFAs, that's Individual Flexibility Agreements, or AWAs, that's Annualised Wage Agreements. So at the time you made those agreements, they may very well have met the better off overall test, been above award, been compliant with the award conditions. But now, especially if it's been a few years since you've reviewed them, And because of the scale of this increase, it is not going to be difficult for those to become non-compliant. So this is the time you need to look at them. And it's important to pay attention this year more than ever. So let's look at exactly what changes we're talking about. What has transpired that we need to be paying attention to? So in mid-June, the Fair Work Commission handed down their national minimum 
National Minimum Wage Review Announcement. Oh, it's a, it's a big tongue twister, that one. Now, what they decided to do this year was shocking to most of us. We, in you know, most of us in the industry expected a pretty decent increase. Inflation's high. People are complaining about wages. You certainly can't fill a trolley for the same price that you used to at the, at the grocery store. So we knew the increase was going to be big, but it was definitely bigger than I thought it would be. The decision was to increase the national minimum wage by $40 a week or 5.2%. Now, I cannot recall a time, and I've been doing this for a long time, that we have seen a national increase of that magnitude, 5.2%. I nearly fell off my chair. (laughs) Now, further to that, they've increased all of the award minimum rates by either $40 a week or 4.6%, whichever of those two amounts is higher. Generally speaking, if you've got staff in low-paying positions like think manufacturing award in the lower levels, building and construction award in the lower levels, most of the awards at those very basic levels, $40 a week actually is more than 4.6%. So it goes $40 a week, otherwise it's 4.6%. These are big increases. Make no mistake, That kind of increase can throw off an individual flexibility agreement calculation very, very quickly. Now, these increases to these minimum rates took place on the 1st of July, with the exception of a handful of awards who broadly cover the aviation, tourism and hospitality spaces. Those awards are not going to see their increase until the 1st of October this year, 2022. But everyone else... This is in place now, the first pay period on or after the 1st of July. So by the time this is live, that's what we're looking at. So if you employ staff who are covered by an award and you pay award rates of pay, you need to increase them right now. Go directly to the Fair Work website, check your award and increase your rates. At the time you're listening to this, the pay calculator will be updated. The new pay uh, pay guides will be attached to all of the awards. The information will be there. Make sure you are paying the right rates of pay so you're not at risk of a back payment claim. If you have staff who are award covered, but you pay above award and you have an individual flexibility agreement or an an AWA in place, please, please check your agreements and make sure that you continue to be better off overall than they would be under award conditions. This might mean a little bit of calculation. It might mean just making sure, checking things, particularly the allowances will have all gone up, penalty rates will have all changed. Check your agreements and make sure you're not at risk of a back payment claim. Now, in addition to the national minimum wage increases and the award minimum increases, the 1st of July also saw some changes to superannuation. Two changes, key here. Super has increased by another 0.5% from 10% to 10.5%. That's the superannuation guarantee amount. So all of your super's just gone up by another 0.5%. And don't forget, this is a rolling year-on-year increase. We're going to be increasing by 0.5% every year from the on the 1st of July each year until we hit 12%. So this is something we need to continue to factor in when we're looking at staffing costs and budgets. And also, now this is interesting, we have, well, the ATO has removed the $450 per month eligibility threshold for super. What that means is if you've got employees, maybe some casuals, who don't earn $450 a month, up until now, they would not have received super. That has all just changed. Now, the exception here is young workers, so workers under 18 
who work less than 30 hours a week. So most of us with teenage children doing their casual jobs. You know, my daughter is is an assistant gym coach now, so she's working casually. That doesn't change for them. They're still not entitled to super. This threshold removal is for people over 18 or people under 18 working more than 30 hours a week. Okay, so two big changes to super, 0.5% increase, as well as the removal of the $450 a month threshold. That might be impacting some of your team. You need to make sure you've got that in place. So the changes are increase in national minimum wage, increase in award minimum wages, increase in superannuation and removal of the super threshold. So a lot of changes from the 1st of July, right? This is the time to make sure you're up to date. So what do you need to do? What action steps should you be taking? As I've just mentioned, please, please, please review your individual flexibility agreements and your annualized wage agreements right now to make sure you're still compliant. If you have award-covered staff, check to make sure what you're paying them is on or above award conditions. This, in fact, is a great time to review everything, your employment agreements, for example, your uh, time in lieu arrangements, your leave planning. This is a great time to do that. In fact, I had one of my clients reach out to me just in the last week asking, how often should I be reviewing my employment contracts? Because one of my team members has just asked for theirs and it was dated 2012 and I'm not even sure that's compliant anymore. (laughs) So 1st of July, take this as a routine time to do some updating, to do some checking, to make sure everything you've got in place is compliant and your business is protected. And most importantly, if you're not sure what to do, get help. It's okay to get help. There are experts out there. There are HR practitioners. There are support services. There is the Fair Work Ombudsman. Call them if you're unsure. That's also okay. Their website is chock full of information, which is part of the problem with the website. It can be overwhelming, but there is information out there and there are people ready to support you. So if you're not sure, don't stick your head in the sand. That is absolutely not the answer. Get some help. So let's recap our little compliance edition today. You need to pay attention to this year's changes more than ever because they are big changes. The increases are significant and they can very easily throw things out of whack for you. If you don't get it right, if you're not paying correctly, if you are found to be in breach of pay and uh, reporting requirements, the fines are big. We're talking $1,000 per breach for individuals, more than $6,000 per breach for corporations, and that's just the surface. It can very easily be costing you tens of thousands. The changes are that we've seen award increases by 4.6%, national minimum wage increase by 5.2%, super increasing by 0.5% and the removal of the $450 superannuation threshold. So this is the time to take action. Review what you've got in place, check you're compliant, make sure you're protected and get help when you need it. And I'm sure It's going to set you up for success for the year ahead with your team. Now, if you would love to connect with other like-minded business owners, leaders, and managers to have a not very serious chat about all things HR, why don't you come over and join us in our free Facebook group, HR Support for Australian Businesses. I'll pop a note into uh, a link, I should say, in today's show notes. Uh, But if you just go to Facebook groups and search HR Support Australia, you'll see us right there request to join. I'd love to welcome you. We have a bit of fun in that group. I also do a free weekly video training in that group um, called HR for Small Business. So uh, great value joining that group and lots of really fun people in there as well. So I hope to see you in that group. In the meantime, have a fabulous week and I'll be back again with next week's episode of the podcast. 